And this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the authority that God has as our father and how he delegates that to us as his sons. And let me start by talking about the satanic six cultural crises that we're enduring right now. How many of you are young guys? Young guys, listen to me. This world is custom built to break you. The world we live in is not an accident. It is an architected evil to break men. And this is the result. Here are the satanic six. These are the big cultural crisis that we're dealing with in our day. Number one, men are encouraged to be boys or girls, but not men. When my daughters were little, they would dress up like princesses. Now we're telling fathers to do the same thing. It's a broken, corrupt culture. And for you young men, they're trying to keep you in adolescence and childhood and boyhood as long as they possibly can so that you're overmothered, underfathered, dependent on the government, broken, and ultimately no longer a productive member of society. Number two, men are not launching. How many of you guys are the young guys? You're in your 20s? Your whole generation is a failure to launch situation. Here's what the research tells us. How many of you are dads and you've got a son, right? How many of you? You're looking at the world and you're saying, okay, is my son going to be able to launch? We are going to need to help him. Because here's what's going on statistically. Um, this is from CNBC and it comes from the Pew Research Report. Young adults in the US are taking longer to reach key life milestones uh, that impact finances compared to four decades ago. In 2021, adults who were 21 were less likely to have a full-time job, be financially independent, living on their own or married, or have children than their predecessors from the 1980s. Here's what I'm telling you. The generation today is the least impressive and the worst launching generation of men in the history of the United States of America. Waiting longer to marry, waiting longer to leave home, waiting longer to have a job with no intention or plan of ever launching. And what the result is what we have now is we have a record number of overmothered, underfathered men. And it takes a man to raise a man. They tell us that masculinity is adopted and adapted from a father figure in your life. And what we've got, we've got a generation of young men. And I'm not saying this to beat you young men down, but to build you up. I speak to you with the heart of a, of a father. I've got my sons are here tonight. And you men need to know that if you just go with the cultural stream, you will be a very unimpressive man for the rest of your life. And ultimately what we're seeing is we're seeing young guys are not launching. They're not getting married, having children, becoming husbands and fathers and launching careers and businesses. What are they doing? They're staying at home. They're living with their mother until their 30s. They're playing video games, they're vaping, they're ordering food delivered to the house because they're too lazy to even go out and get it for themselves. And ultimately they're addicted to pornography or alcohol or legalized drug use and they're just sitting around and vaping all day. We've taken men who are at the strength in their life and in that season when they should have the greatest vision for their future and we have broken them and we have sidelined them. Number three, uh, men, uh, men are not working. Uh, it's called uh, not in labor force. A record 7 million men ages 25 to 54 are not working or looking for work, okay? What that is, is that's a whole generation of guys who are in their 20s, let's say, and they're not working and they're not looking for work. If you're an older man, how many of you, you don't even have a category for this. You don't, you're like, you don't have, if you're a single guy, you should have at least two jobs, Okay, for two reasons. You have the energy, and if you don't have a wife, you have nowhere to put it, so you may as well go get two jobs. <laughs> Just something to pray about. But nonetheless, the way this works is we've got a whole generation of men that we have created to be dependent. 
and not to have them mature so that others can depend on them. Uh, and in addition, men are not marrying. Uh, 40% of millennials and Gen Z, uh, ages 18 to 42, don't believe in marriage. They think it's an antiquated, outdated institution. And here's what you need to know. The whole world is built by men who have women and children to feed. The reason that a man gets out of bed and goes and works a job, pursues a career, takes a chance, launches a company, he's got a woman that he loves and children with his last name, and he feels this God-given level of responsibility to provide for them. As soon as you take away a wife and children, you take away the motivation for a man to carry the full responsibility that God intends for him to carry as a man. Furthermore, men are marrying far later than ever. The average guy today is well into his 30s by the time that he does have his first marriage. And what we see as well, 25% of 40-year-old men in America have never married. 25% of, remember that show, The 40-Year-Old Virgin? These guys aren't all virgins. I'm just telling you how this is working. So men are not marrying, but what are they doing? They're living and sleeping with multiple women with no intention of ever marrying. And so what you've got as well, you've got an entire generation that are cohabitating. And now what you're starting to see is two things happen. Women who go to college, which men don't, and women who are in the workforce, which men aren't, are having a hard time finding a man to marry. So they're doing one of two things. The younger women are marrying the older men, the dirty old guys who can afford it, or number two, they're becoming lesbians. The whole trend toward transgenderism and lesbianism is in large part a number of women who would like to get married, but they can't find a man, so they decide to be a lesbian. And then number five, men are not fathering. Um, one in four young adults today are saying that they are not going to have children. And what you're seeing is for the first time in our nation's history, the majority of children born to women 30 and under, those children grow up with no father in the home. The majority of children at some point in their lifetime have no father or father figure in their home. And now the next generation of men, 25% of young men are saying, I have no intention of ever having a child. And then lastly, um, well, and I will say this as well, Many men don't want to have children because they don't want the responsibility. And number two, many men who have children don't carry that responsibility. I'll give you some statistics. Um, one in four children today in our country have no father in the home. That's 18 million children have no father in the home. The majority of the homes are single mothers, not single fathers. And you just need to know this. If a kid grows up in America, they are 300% more likely to not have a father than the other nations on the earth. Technically, statistically, this would be one of the worst countries in the world to actually be born if you wanted to have a father. And so let me just tell you this, you men are a statistical anomaly and miracle. Like some of you guys didn't know this, but going to work today, made you special. <laughs> Some of you, how many of you guys are married? You're the weirdos and the outliers. How many of you are the father of a child? Okay, you are a statistical minority. How many of you have more than one child? You're a total freak, okay? And thank you, because when everyone is wrong, you're the oddball if you're the one getting it right.
And that's the world that we live in. And what happens today as well, if you don't have a father in the home, the odds of a child having mental and behavioral health issues is up 200%. If you don't have a father in the home, the odds of growing up in poverty go up 400%. If you don't have a father in the home, you're 500% more likely as a child to have a medical or um, emotional disorder. And what do we do with the little boys who manifest these issues? We medicate them. We say, you know what, there's something wrong with you. You're angry and acting up. You don't have a father, so instead we'll give you a pill. And then we'll put you in school, and then we'll cause you to question your gender. And then maybe we'll mutilate your genitalia. And then we'll make sure that you never grow up to be a strong man. And what we don't know what to do with the strength of boys, we don't know how to direct it, so we castrate it. And this is a cultural crisis. Uh, Number six, men are not leading. Statistically, more women than men are in church, more women than men are in college, and more women and men than men are in the workforce. And so men are not leading, men are not launching, men are not marrying, men are not working, men are not fathering. It is a complete and total cultural crisis. Okay? So this is the problem. And I would tell you, if we fix the men, the men will fix everything else. That's my thesis. That's the whole heart of real men. And you could look at it and say, well, how do we fix all these problems? If we have better men, those men won't cause these problems and they will fix the problems caused by the bad men. That's what the good men will do. So we are here not to just complain, but to be the solution. You men matter. Your family matters. Your marriage matters. Your kids matter. Your legacy matters. For those of us who are now grandfathers, your grandkids, Mary, they matter and and your ministry matters and you guys matter to us. And so here's what we ultimately need. We don't need bigger government, we need better men. And what always happens is the worst men increases the size of government. If the men do their job, you don't need nearly as much government. We live in a day when we don't need bigger government, we need better men. Amen? Well, hey, podcast pals, it's uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll here saying thank you for tuning in. I've had the honor of teaching the Bible for around 30 years. Happy to report I got my cancel card about a decade ago. Nice to get that out of the way. And now I'm back in uh, zombie mode, man. You can't kill me. And if you would do me a solid, I could really use your help. Number one, rate this podcast. Everybody gives me one in five star reviews. I need you to give me a five star. In addition, uh, review the podcast. Tell them it's good, it's helpful, it's fun, it's authentic, it's genuine, it's down the fairway, it's all about Jesus. And uh, share it, Uh, let your friends know, let your family know. And if you wanna trigger your enemies, let them know too. I've been triggering woke joke folks since the mid 90s and glad to keep up the fight.